Welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Endurance Sports Podcast. Today I'm chatting to Nicola McBride, who I've had the pleasure of setting training plans for and running with regularly in recent weeks on a Wednesday evening. She's a real top veteran runner. She breathes that rarefied air of the 90 plus percent age grading. And that's something which very few people will manage to achieve. I certainly haven't. What's more, she has a real love of running and a great attitude that I think we can all learn from, regardless of our age or ability. So, if you're out for a run now, enjoy, keep running, keep cycling, or just sit back and listen to Nicola McBride. Okay, so it's getting to the end of February. I'm on Holland Street in central Cambridge. A lovely house, a lovely kitchen here in the company of Nicola McBride and her dog Idris, who I believe also runs with you. So uh, you've been out together this morning, you were saying. Was that uh, an enjoyable experience in this chilly February morning? Yes, it was very nice. We went along to Fen Ditton and I bumped into Mary Twitchett and Wigo. Excellent. <laughs> so oh, so women and dogs together. <laughs> out running this morning. It was cold, but uh, and windy still. The wind seems to have been a factor for Yeah, weeks. not quite the beast from the east, no. but it's, uh, no. it's certainly a windy one. We're hoping it abates a bit before the half marathon. Yeah. Yeah, and that would be tough out on that, the long stretch up by, is it Barton Road? Is it still That's one that of way? the long ones, yeah. yeah, and then up Trumpington Road. Yeah, yes. so it could be a northerly wind. It might be a bit different this year. Mm. We'll see what that does to the times. Yeah. <laughs> so is that a normal Friday morning for you, a run with the, the dog, or how does yes. your Friday normally shape up? Well, at the moment I'm working from home, and if I don't run the dog, he's a Springer Spaniel, he won't let me work, he just drops tennis balls <laughs> at my feet all morning so I tend to run 10 to 12k most mornings but so very you don't slowly. need a coach you've got a dog yeah <laughs> yeah I mean on the roads he pulls me because I've got a harness so it's quite pleasant just being pulled along when you're running and then when I get to the big green areas like Jesus Green or Fendit and I let him off and he's quite well behaved he doesn't run off Excellent, and it makes the run enjoyable. It does, yeah. yeah. Especially in summer, he jumps in the river, and yeah, it's and I go to Grantchester as well, which is really nice. Although it's an absolute mud bath at the moment, it's unrunnable in places. Yeah, so. yeah, I've been up that way. All right, so that's a nice easy run. I know you do yeah. some quality, and we'll talk later about your training in more detail. But you tend to do now recently a Wednesday session with me. I know you train yeah. with the club as well. You often do a park run. So there are three hardish runs yes. squeezed between Wednesday and Saturday. Yes. Um, do you run every day? Uh, no, I always have one day off a week. Is that always the same day? Uh, it, no, it, I kind of fit it round training or the dog or if I have to go into the office or something like that. Yeah. But usually a Monday, I don't run on a Monday. And do you find it, that works well? Do you find you recover well or do you often feel you're fatigued as you run? Yeah, well, this morning, having done your session on Wednesday and the track last night, I was really tired. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I kept, I clipped to the dog for longer. I thought you could okay. just pull me. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I was definitely tired today. But then often I'll do part run tomorrow and somehow I feel better again, although yeah. my last few part runs have got a bit slower again and I'm a bit puzzled by that because I haven't changed my training, but... Yeah, I guess it's that it's definitely not an exact science, is no, it? This recovery that's what's business. So fascinating yeah. about running. How yeah. can you go and do a certain time for so long and then it just goes? Yeah. Does that happen to everyone? <laughs> or is I it think it does. People? I think it does. I think very few yeah. who can predict how they're going to feel yeah. on a certain day. But you're 
relatively new to running. So you haven't. It's not something you did sort of in at club level from an early age and, no, have, and have no, been a did. great runner throughout. How, how did it all start for you then? Take us back into your sporting life as a child, first of all. Well, it was that, that's what got me into running, the lack of sporting life as a child, because I went to a convent and we didn't have athletics. We had, we had netball and hockey, but the sports teacher hated me. I mean, really hated me. <laughs> Why <And> was that? <laughs> I, I don't know. She said I was sullen, which perhaps I was because I wasn't very happy at school. And that wasn't in Cambridge, was it? No, that that was in Devon. I mean, it was an amazing school right on the cliffs by the sea, Mm. but I absolutely hated it. Uh, Anyway, she, our class had slightly too many people for for um, hockey for a match, so a couple of people were always left out. And she'd say to me, "I'll swap you in in half time," and she never did. (laughs) So I started running around the outside of the hockey pitch just to keep myself amused really and that's when I started to really enjoy running because for the whole game I'd just get into this zone and run round and round the okay. pitch and then after that I that was it I just ran right so what age was that sort of well, secondary I must school have been age? about 13 or 14 okay yeah but it, obviously it wasn't anything competitive it was just something you no, liked doing no yeah I just um, yeah I just used to run to, to be outside and to have something to do and yeah it wasn't even a fitness thing, I don't think, at that age. I just enjoyed it. Was it a boarding school? Yeah. 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 Okay, so how, would you realise at that point that you were quite a good runner or not? No, because I had no, no one to compare myself to. I never raced until I was about 35 or so, I don't know. Okay. Think. Yeah. yeah. So what happened after school then, with regards well, to sport? I carried on running because my dad was a runner and I grew up in Devon and he uh. used to go on to Dartmoor just disappear. These were the days pre-mobile and we'd go, oh no, where's dad? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He'd fall into a bog or something. What was it? Did he do marathons? What did he do? Well, he didn't do anything competitive no. either. He just loved running and he just, he was a GP, very, very busy and he'd just yeah. go off to relax. Oh. And I thought, so then I started running on the moors as well and then I started running with him. And then I started beating my brothers. Oh. So that's when I realised, oh, because my younger brother was a very good 800 meter runner, but okay. and he thought, I mean, it's just training, isn't it? But yeah. it was quite nice for me to think, oh, I can beat my brother. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, even though he was younger, but you, you were still, as yeah, a boy, was it was good younger. to beat him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Ah. So was he a member of a club then? He no, he no? just, I mean, he, they, the boys' schools, they had loads oh, okay. of athletics, cross country, they had everything, unlike my school, which was. You know, you should be good at knitting, and that's about it. <laughs> this was in the 70s and early 80s, so that's what it was like then. And maybe not at all schools, but convents were not known for their, for their sport. No, no, I can imagine. Yeah. I'm going to be controversial. Even St Mary's now, the Catholic school, is one of the least good at sport amongst the private schools. Oh, really? St Mary's? My daughters went there. They had some, they've had some good c and Some runners. good runners, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think their netball and hockey is that strong. Oh, isn't I it? don't think their facilities are that great. Though. No, they're, they're building some new ones, though, I think, on long roads. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right, all right I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> so any other sports played a major role in your life? I, I did play quite a lot of tennis. That was something. Okay. And again, the nasty sports teacher. We used to do this tennis ladder and where everyone was ranked and you had to work oh, yeah. your way up. I was always ranked last. <laughs> but again, I used to, you know, I'd work my way up. By the end, I'd be maybe fourth or fifth. So again, that was quite nice. Mm. It was when someone's continually telling you you're rubbish yeah. and you manage 
to work your way up in something, you do know underneath that you're not rubbish. So. Yeah, probably sh- showed you the benefits of training and doing things regularly, yeah. even yeah. That, even if you weren't thinking of it in those terms. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, you've given away your age a bit there by saying when you were at school. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons I'm talking to you is because you've done so well as a so-called veteran athlete. Mm. And veteran for women these days, they it starts at 35, doesn't yeah. it, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, too, I think that's a bit too soon, really. At 35, yeah. especially for distance running, yeah, in I think peak. in rowing they used to start at 27. They used really? to call them. Yeah, I don't know if that's still the case. Um, but yeah, and they, why is it different women and men? So, oh, when yeah, I think men men's 40. 40. Oh. oh, unless now maybe I'm out of touch. Originally that was the case. Maybe it's changed. Because I, I know for marathon runners for women, you're at, you're at your absolute best sort of in your thir- when you're 30. Well, yeah. Because you've got your yeah. best muscle, I mean, just endurance wise. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And you yeah. do see some, you know, in long distance triathlon as well, men and women into even their early 40s. Yeah. The top, I mean, the world's best Ironman at the moment is 40. Yeah. You know, oh, really? Um, yeah, Jan Fredino, yeah. although there's some young challenges, but we won't go into that. But mm-hmm. yeah, so when you were 35, were you doing any running? Yes, I was running in London, but not for a club. And I thought I'll do the marathon. Um, I just thought I'd seen it because I lived in London and I got a place straight away. I think it was perhaps less, slightly less competitive then. This must have been eight, uh, 92, 93 maybe. Less competitive to get a place. Yeah, to get yeah, a place. Yeah, because I think yeah. at the top end of the, the club runners, it was probably more competitive then. I think oh, the, really? the London Marathon results in the 80s and so on. It's incredible how many club runners were going under 230 in those okay. days. But okay. yeah, but That's in terms of getting a place, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise it was difficult to get a place because I just immediately got one. But yeah. anyway, I trained and I was really enjoying the training. Um, but I didn't know anything about... I, I had no structured training. I just went out and ran long distance all week. Okay. Um, so you did a fair then, bit then? You're... Yes. And I mean, I was up to running the actual distance of the marathon quite right. easily around London, which is quite pleasant. It's quite undulating. But then I got a knee injury and I couldn't do it and was actually out for a long time with this annoying knee pain. Right. Which didn't actually go away until I moved to Cambridge and started running on the flat. Okay. So, <laughs> so it was the hills. So I wondered if it was something to do with the hills yeah. in London. Yeah. Although they say hills are better for your knees because of the change in... Anyway. Um, are you, you mean your light? Yeah. It's quite small frame. Has that always been the case? Yes. Or did running do that for you? Or you no, always... I've always been, always been quite small. Yeah. So running long distances was that obviously it stressed your knee in that way but has it ever been felt like it's something that your body has found hard to cope with yes I mean I've been injured so much Mm. I think that's one of the reasons why I don't do half marathons now I did I've done two and then I kept entering every year the Cambridge half and a couple of others and I also had a championship place at the London marathon which carries over for two years injured every time Never got to the start line. So frustrating. Yeah. And then I thought, well, why bother? You know, why not just stick to 10k, 5k? And I, I know then I can keep running. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've given away there that you're saying you've got a championship place. That means you must have done some decent time. So well, tell us about when you first realised you were competitive in these um, distance races. And I, what sort of times were you doing at that point? I think the first time I did a 10k in London when I hadn't... Again, no formal training, didn't really know what I was doing. 
and it was a women's only race okay. all through all through the centre of London and I I rank I can't remember where I came but I was quite high up and I did I, I think I did sort of 50 minutes or something but at the time I thought wow that's really good yeah uh, because it, comparatively it was yeah um, but it wasn't till I came to Cambridge and joined CNC and started training well I did park run first I think the first park run I did at Milton I came second so I thought right. oh out of the women obviously but um, I thought oh perhaps I should push myself a bit yeah yeah so and then I joined someone at work who was at work for um, was a member of CNC said oh why don't you join and train at the track it's really good fun yeah. so I did and you've done that ever since but, yeah uh, so what sort of time were you doing then to get that championship place for example oh I did 1.29 at the Cambridge half 1.29.59 there you go no messing about <laughs> one second to spare of course it's changed now you, you the... have to do 1.28 to qualify oh do you yeah. right okay. I think that coincides with the shoes the this shoes yeah three well, shoes okay yeah yeah well we, we, we might as well jump to that shoe anecdote now then because yeah. uh yeah you've certainly been a believer in the shoes haven't you and, and the uh, benefit they've given you yeah i i mean yes i think i think they must do something but then i've also done terrible runs in them right but I, i'm i mean my um 5k pb is about roughly what it was when i was 40 something as it is now so i think would that be the case? You're supposed to lose a percent a year, aren't you? Well, I haven't. Well, yeah, I mean, because you're relatively young in your athletic age, you could maybe argue that you're still getting some aspects of your fitness what, 55? better. 55? <laughs> no, your athletic age, in the oh. sense that you haven't been running yeah, constantly for point. 35 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. yeah. So, but yeah, you yeah, would you would have thought point. you'd be getting slower. So you're obviously doing something right, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But we just, i just got to mention how... Um, uh, you're one of the very few people in this world that I actually made some money out of. <laughs> because um, you asked me to give you a plan for the town and gown 10K, wasn't it? Yes. Was it about 2018, 18 maybe? 2019, I think. Was it? Was, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, it wasn't many weeks of of training that you wanted to lead up to this and uh, you asked me how much I've charged I say I tell you how about you give me a pound for every second <laughs> that you beat your your PB by and uh, do you, can you remember what time you did I did 3908 or 30 yeah so yeah, it, it worked out as like well over a minute didn't it <laughs> so I did well out of that one uh, yeah and that was a great run have, have you, you haven't bettered that since have you that time? I haven't oh, have. but it, I do think to be honest, the town and gown then was slightly short. It might have been a few They'd hours. added on quite a chunk last, was it last year I did it again? Right. There was a massive, it used to sort of turn by the river, but it went all the way down to Coldham's, okay. whatever it is, and then through the grass. I wasn't so, aware of that, by the way. Yeah, no, they've, <laughs> they've changed the course. It, it was yeah. right this time. Right. And okay. I still did sub 40, so I was So, yeah, with that. excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was your 10k and tell us yeah. while we're at it what your 5k pb is now it's 1928 which is what i did at coldham's common just before christmas which is odd it's coldham's common which <laughs> yeah. is not a fast oh no so, so not Coldham's. oh do you mean eddington stories eddington yeah, yeah yeah eddington yeah yeah relatively I know, fast I wish it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be different and so that's and so you're 50 can you tell us how old 55. 55 yeah. now. And to do that time, where's Although that? I was 54 when I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> so There's yeah, yeah. a difference. <laughs> where, where does that put you in, in ranking terms, do you know? I think that would put me in fifth place for last year in part run. 
for for the country. Yes. So that yeah. you know we're talking top level, which is brilliant, and uh, that really must give you an impetus to strive to go for yeah. first place or what, what do well, you see as the next level that you could maybe get to? I, fourth maybe. Fourth, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you look first, second and third, they're obviously, I mean, they're doing, I think the woman who came first was 18 or 17 something. So there's the top two and or three are obviously kind of world championship level. So yeah. you're never going to better them. But the top 10, you can sort of fiddle around with the places, yeah. I think. Yeah. And what um, age grading percentage is that then? That the nineteen twenty eight was ninety one percent. I think so. You know that that is very high. There are not many people who get over ninety. You know, eighty five is already really good. You mean you know you're usually a top club runner at eighty five. To get ninety really is top class. That's fantastic. So uh, being the age you are, being a professional in Cambridge and so on, you must feel quite different to your peers who are not runners. What, what, I'm just interested how your friends and colleagues who are not runners, what they think of you, and do they know about this side of your life? Um, they, they do. I mean, for the last two years, since the COVID pandemic, I've been working from home, and it's, yeah. it's strange because up at the science park, there was, there was a group of us that used to go running at lunchtime. Mm. Um, Sebastiano was one of those people. He works there too. And that I really enjoyed that, just sort of... Because sitting at a computer all day, it's so nice to get up and go out and go for a run. And we had all the facilities at work and things. But I, I think my immediate colleagues, some of them are a bit puzzled yeah. <laughs> by my sort of desire to go running every day. I don't think everyone really understands that that running obsession. And I can understand that. Yeah. I think it just it means you're a very different sort of person to the average 55-year-old woman. I mean, even you know, only yeah. a couple of years ahead of you. But, um, you know, I see... Most of my contemporaries who are not runners as very different lifestyles, very different people, and I think they see me as a bit strange. I just wondered yeah. whether whether amongst your circles it was the same sort of thing, or whether they 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 get it. Yeah, well, I, some of them do. I mean, I do have a lot of friends who are runners. Yeah. I and mean, CNCs are very sociable. Mm. And Strava, I've got I've met people on Strava that I don't really know that when you bump into them because you've interacted. Oh, you actually met them in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the woman who won the Cambridge half, uh, Emma. Emma Hudson. Yeah, she's her name on the half was different. I think she yeah. must have got married. But yeah, I mean, she's a Strava friend, and so there are lots of people that that yeah. you met through through those kind of social media type sites and things. But I'd say that most of the people I socialise with are runners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's come, as you say, through Strava and through the club yeah. and so on. Yeah. Let's talk about Cambridge College then. So you've been a member for quite a while now. Yeah, and you've a long time. Kept that constant. You've never defected to another club or anything like that. No. And you've always trained with them, have you? Yes. I mean, they, they completely made such a difference to my running, to my times. I absolutely love the track. I mean, mm. I still go into the track, and it. Always what is it about to, the track? You think you I know? don't know. I think I think there's definitely an element where you think, "Oh, I, I feel young now." There's something about running round on a track, mm. and maybe and it doesn't lie, fact, does it? It's a, no, and I can go faster on the track than I can, in um, say, for example, if I compare my track session to the the, the one on uh, up at Eddington, not mm. Eddington. Where did um, we go? Uh, the west side. West side, yeah. I'm always faster on the track. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah. I think there's also an element that I don't like to see a long way ahead of me. Whereas on a track, 
Mm. You're just thinking 400 metres, another 400 metres. And I, psychologically, I find that easier. Right, yeah. And that's why I like the town and gown, because I know exactly where I am. Mm. And I think, oh, I'm at Jesus Green now. I must be nearly there. Yeah, Even which it's is home turf for you, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Cambridge half, when it was the two loops, yeah. I like that as well. Yeah, I, I, I like loops, but I don't like the track, yeah. Don't you? No. Why, what don't you like about the track? Mm. I think maybe because there is no... No excuse. <laughs> you know, whatever time you do, that's what it is. If you're on the road, you say, oh, well, you know, the surface wasn't great or the wind was blowing yeah. that way. Or <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I find it as an extra pressure. And also the injury risk. I mean, you've had Achilles issues, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, my Achilles. Calves and Achilles are known as a, a danger area for the track. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, my but, Achilles is so bad all the time that I, well, I don't know if it's the track. Or no, no. But, uh, yeah, obviously it can't be that bad in the sense that you're able to cope with it, you've managed it. And, mm. uh, and I, do, I do do a slightly shorter session because I'm actually training with the marathon group. And okay. Obviously, I have no intention of doing a marathon now. But Sarah Whiteman, who's the most fantastic coach, gives me a special session. So I tend to do slightly shorter reps than everyone else. Oh, so. That's good that she tailors but, it for yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, there's some really generous coaches there that... They just give so much, and as you do, give so much of their time for free to people. And yeah, that well, is good, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. a club that's growing all the time, isn't it? Do you, do you have a rival or a set of rivals that you match yourself against in the club? You don't have to name names. <laughs> there, there's, well, there's, she's not a rival, she's a friend, and I will yeah. name her because <laughs> she's fantastic. Steph Godfrey. Okay. And she won the... Um, we're now in the same age category. We're not always, but we are. Yeah. And she's just qualified for an England vest for 10K. And she told me that last night. And I thought, ooh, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd gone for that. Yeah. So, and she's doing a, ma- a half, not the Cambridge half, but on Sunday to try and qualify. For that distance for that. as well. Uh, yeah. So right. It does. Is this for a particular championship? So to qualify for yeah, the, well, the ten, or worlds? Or no, no, I think it's just innate for an England vest for that distance. Okay. I don't know. I haven't, yeah, yeah. that's what she said. But this is something that you quite like to get. Yes, but I'm just so, sorry, so, that's, that's my phone. That's right. um, I'm just so lazy because I saw that what you had to do, to, I mean, the qualifying time is okay. I, I, I get that. But then you have to enter certain races. And one was in Windsor and one was in Cheltenham or something. And I just thought... Yeah. Well, that's a bit of a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to know what you're doing, then you have to be yeah. aware of the system, and you have to target. Yes. Those things. Yeah. So I'm obviously not that driven to do it, but I am definitely envious that she's qualified. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but pleased for her too, because she's very generous and. Yeah. Well, you ought to maybe look into it and just see yeah. one out. I think it would have to be next year now, yeah. because I think this year all the places are filled for the qualifying races. But you have to be on the ball because the one there's only about two or three races and they just sell out in seconds because there's so many people trying for it. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. So, what do you put your success in your running down to? Um, you know, th- genetics, attitude, oh, discipline. What, what do you think are your? Definitely training. I mean, I I do think if you push yourself, and I don't push myself that hard. I mean, I was listening to your podcast with Chris Darling Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how much he drives himself and how how much he's prepared to push himself Mm. and I think well I'm not like that if if some if something feels painful I'll stop so and I don't know if it's the same for most people that if my PB runs have always been the ones that just felt easy really 
I've never done, I've never got a PB and felt like I've absolutely killed myself. So in a track session, say you're doing 800 re- meter repeats, are you not, you never get to the point where you think you might be sick? No, never, no. never. And you see people sort of doubled over and... Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I definitely try hard, but I don't, I, I do wonder sometimes, could I push myself a bit yeah. more? Well, perhaps there's a lesson both ways there. Maybe that there is a bit more you could push if you had to. Yeah. But also a message to other people that you don't have to go to those points to improve. Mm. You know, the, probably the minimum effective dose of getting for getting better yeah. isn't having to go to those extremes. Yeah. And it means you can train more consistently and do three quality sessions a week. Whereas yeah, perhaps, yeah. perhaps most people our age could only do one, you know. Mm. Yeah. Do you think I'm doing too many then? No, no, maybe that's, that's why it yeah. works, that you don't well, your quite session, crush yourself. Your session works for me because they're shorter. Yeah. So I do, you know, if you say it's two minutes, I'm prepared to be in pain for two <laughs> minutes because yeah. it, you know that it's short. And that, I think that's why I like 5K so much. Yeah, yeah. You think, well, it's only 5K. It's a chunk you can yeah. cope with, isn't it? Yeah. But the whole idea of pacing, don't go off too fast. I mean, I've, every race I do, I run as fast as I can for the whole thing. That's just how I run. Yeah. I can't see my watch because my eyesight is not good enough. Yeah. I have no idea what speed I'm doing ever. So I'm pretty... Yeah, well, it's, good to, it's good in terms of tuning into your body and knowing, yeah. knowing what's necessary. But you could, I suppose you could experiment with deliberately slowing yourself down a bit at the beginning. But yeah. I, I have done part runs where I've been paced. Yes. And that I like that because then you don't have to think. Yeah. So John yeah. Anderson often paces me and you just tuck in behind someone and follow yeah, them. just focus and on that. And all the pressure's off, except when they start to pull away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you don't like that, do you? No, cause, uh, it was interesting. I know one of the sessions you came to that you, when you weren't feeling great that that time but you actually said to me oh, I don't like it when I can't reel people in when I haven't got people yeah. in that I can catch so yeah. it does matter to you that you're running well I think if, as you were saying before if you feel pain if you don't feel right you'll, mm. you'll cut that session short and not worry about that is that true? Yes yeah which is probably a bit pre-Madonna-ish in some ways it's probably sensible probably, do you think yeah, perhaps well, I, mean, yeah. I wouldn't do that but that's just because I, I want to like prove to myself I can still do it yeah no, not if I was coaching myself I probably would tell myself to stop you know yeah 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 I, I just I don't like feeling uncomfortable so if something's not mm. going well I will stop yeah although actually the the I did a park run a few weeks ago that didn't go well yeah and I did carry on because I thought I'd, I think I listened to someone talking about park runs saying you know why do people get worked up it's not a race you mm. know it's it should be enjoyable should just push yourself or use it as a tempo session and I thought oh, I'll just do that do that but I did consider hiding my time at the end yeah so I didn't know <laughs> you didn't no but you have confessed that has been known though yes so yeah, so, yeah let, let's go into that how you feel about your running in terms of how it defines you or how it, it's part of who you are so obviously you don't want to show that it's what it matters to you to be good yes it does and and if something's going to show up on Strava that makes you look not good, you'd rather that not be seen. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I might as well be honest. Yes, I think. I don't hide everything. No. And everyone does. I mean, when I run with the dog now, it's I average kind of six, 30-kilometre mm. pace because I'm stopping and chucking the yeah. ball for him. And, yeah. and this morning I was exhausted after the track session. Yeah. But, um, but park run 
if I don't get under 20 minutes, I consider that a disappointment. Yeah. But I, I'm still running at sort of 89% if I'm slightly under 20 minutes. Yeah, so I, which have, I do say to myself, for goodness sake. Yeah. But once you've done sub 20, you just want to stay there. Of course, of course. And that's why yeah. I think perhaps I should just stop. <laughs> because it's not going <laughs> well, to carry on. <laughs> the, good, well, that's the one good thing about getting older is that the percentages yeah, <laughs> do change, don't they? Yeah, that magic 20 to, minutes. Yeah. You just, once that's gone, I think that would be really... Well, I'll be sad about that. I'm not bothered about other aspects of ageing, but I am bothered uh, about getting slower with my running. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, that defines you. And I, yeah. I feel exactly the same. Mm. Yeah. So um, let's talk about how you got to this sub-20 level, and let's talk about your training week, your typical training week. We've gone into it a bit. How much mileage are you doing a week, typically, in total? Um, I, I, I'm a kilometre person, kilometer. so about se- between 70 and 80 kilometres Okay, so yeah, 80 is just coming up to 50 miles, so okay. people want to look at it like that. So talk us through the week then. You've got one rest day, and what? Yeah. Um, how many easy runs? Then? Uh, well, apart from uh, Wednesday, Thursday and Saturday, all, all, the, I, all of the other runs I do are easy. Okay. Occasionally I'll do, if I don't do part run, I'll do a longer run. So. Mm maybe 20k or something but at the moment okay. I I'm not doing long runs really I think 15k would be the longest yeah is that a long run I don't know I count it as a long run okay. some people wouldn't but yeah mm. in terms of the I mean you're targeting 5k 10k maximum aren't you yeah for your racing so you're well over distance yeah aren't you? yeah and you're certainly training your aerobic system doing those yeah, yeah. But I feel tired if I do I mean I remember mm. someone 10 years ago so it might not have been that long five years ago saying to me she was training for the half and she said, oh, I'm so exhausted after my long run, I can't do anything for the rest of the day. Mm. And I thought, really? And I, mm. that, I, I couldn't understand what she was talking about because mm. I could do 25K and just carry on running around the rest of the day doing other stuff. But now, yeah. if I do 20K, I am exhausted in the day. Yeah. And I'll go to Sainsbury's and think, oh, it's a long way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's something I've noticed since I was 50. Right. That you can't just keep rushing about all over the place in the same way <laughs> don't look you're so making sad. me depressed now <laughs> yeah yeah but let's, let's talk about what you're doing that is keeping you good oh, then so okay, yeah yeah, yeah. So you're, no but you're, this is part of it the balance yeah. isn't it the easy runs and, and the quality runs but not going crazy on them you're not no. driving yourself to the point of being sick or so it hurts too much which, is, yeah. which I think is probably one of the ingredients do you think that you can get back or keep going, keep getting at least as good or better with your same formula? Or do you sometimes feel you need to change things just to get that extra edge? For example, I know um, we've talked in the past about hills. Yeah. Uh, any other element to your train that you think ideally you would bring in or replace? I think one of the problems for me now is the dog, because right. I have to run with him. So I used to follow your training plans, which that's what got me under 40 minutes in the 10K. And, but I can't do that now because I have to base the runs around him. <laughs> so I would definitely do a longer run and I would definitely, I think I'd, yeah, hills, go to the Gogs or somewhere on a Saturday morning and run up and down that hill. Mm. I used to do that years ago with Mark Violin. I think yeah. that makes a big yeah. difference. Yeah. And it's quite a short hill. Do you think so. it's a different effect to the track work? Like it's an extra... 
dimension to to the training I, I, I like doing reps is. yeah i don't know but i yeah. guess it is yeah I mean, you do, nothing exhausts you quite like running up a hill. That's it? true. <laughs> when I go to Devon, where my mother lives, it's just, you, there's no way you can go that hasn't got a massive hill. Um, but it's quite enjoyable. The runs are less boring, I think. Yeah, I think time goes quicker as yeah. well, doesn't it, when you're yeah. going up and down. Yeah. Although I can't run places. downhill. I was oh. telling someone that, that there was Kevin Henry last year, and I was in Snowdonia. Right. I thought, well, I'll run down. With basically, it was either up or down, yeah. there was no mix, so I thought, right, I'll run to the top of that hill and run all the way down, which was four and a half K. Right. And I did a really terrible time, because actually running down a steep hill is really difficult. And I I, I just found myself breaking the whole uh, time. Well, yeah. So yeah, even though I was trying to cheat, well. yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Plus there were about 16 cattle grids. Oh, okay, the excuses are coming <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. But everyone looked yeah. at the elevation like, what did that you cheat? But actually, it was really hard. But you have got a very efficient running style. I think that's part of the reason why you're fast. You, you, you don't have any spare energy going in different no, directions. You're very in line. Look, so I think that that's one element to maybe the one thing that could improve is perhaps the strength element. Do you, yes. do, you do anything to supplement your running in terms of? strength and conditioning work that sort of thing yeah well I had a personal trainer um, but he went off to be a chimney sweep <laughs> as you do <laughs> so, so now I've joined the gym the university gym yeah so on Saturdays I go there but it's not the same if you haven't got someone I mean yeah. I used to do an hour of weights and now I probably do 15 minutes just once a week yeah 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 but I, I know that as when over 50 your muscle really does start to disappear yeah, so yeah. I do I do make an effort and, and Mary Twitchett's always telling me off and telling me I should yeah and she does so much work like she that does, and you yeah. can tell by her physique I mean she just yeah. looks so strong yeah because I'm a bit weedy really well, it's, <laughs> um, it's all you know each to their own you know, different ways of being fast they're definitely different yeah. ways um, well, what about nutrition? Is that something you worry about? If we'll no. combine that with asking the question about your favourite um, meal or pre-race food. I always have a bagel. Uh, Sainsbury's used to make cinnamon and raisin bagels in yeah. the bakery, and they don't anymore. Mm, you have to and buy just the New before York they, ones. yeah, which aren't as nice. No. But just before they stopped making them, I got a, an email saying you're the number one buyer of bagels <laughs> in Cambridge, <laughs> and then they stopped making them. I thought, Thanks. <laughs> so this would be your pre-race yes, breakfast? Yeah. Yeah, with something on the bagel? Oh, yes, butter and bon mamon raspberry jam. There we go. But cool. I have that Sponsorship every... here, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm not, I, I don't, I mean, part run I'll have my breakfast at half seven, which is probably a bit close to nine o'clock, but it doesn't seem to. No. I do get a stitch sometimes, and I think, it's a wonder if that's the bagel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the more you're up for a race, the less it matters because yeah. your body is so, the, you know, your metabolism speeds up and everything gets sorted out before yeah. you start anyway. I think if yeah. I went for a big race that I was really mm. trying hard, I would look more carefully and time it better. Yeah. But part runs are not a race, is it? As I was reminded this morning. The official line is that it's not, yeah. You look at the C and C all at the front with their keen little faces, you think it's definitely it is a race. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were all doing 14, 15 minutes last week, all the Incredible, really young runners. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. And what about protein intake and things like that? Is that something you pay attention to? No, no you don't. I, I'm not a vegetarian normally. though. I used to be, but I yeah. fell off the wagon. Right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't eat red meat, but, okay. I, but I'm not a vegetarian. But you're not, chicken. I mean, again, as an aging athlete, we're recommended to up our protein oh, intake. Oh, are we? I didn't know that. Yeah. Again, to just maintain muscle mass, really. Okay. Yeah. I'll share it just a kibble with him then. <laughs> <laughs> a few more eggs, a few more scrambled eggs. Um, right, so you said to me that you do get a bit nervous for races. Let's imagine, yeah. let's imagine we're Friday, let's imagine next, not tomorrow, but the next weekend there was a big race coming up. How would you prepare for that? And how would you be feeling going into it from this point on, do you think? Say, say there was a trial for an England vest, yeah, 5K no, next Saturday. How, so how would, you struct, would you change your training during the week and... How would, how would your nerves play on you during the week leading up? Well, I would have to have a plan. I can't... Right. I, I actually um, qualified as a leader in running fitness, the sort of lowest rank of, of coach. And mm. one of the things that you had to do was do plans. And yeah. I, just, I just... I'm hopeless at that. So I, I like to be given a plan and just follow it. Just stick to so it. So I don't, I don't have a clue what I should be doing, really. And I probably do things wrong most of the time. But if I've got a plan, I will stick to it. So, for example, when I was trying to get under 40 minutes, I, I did your plan. I think I mentioned that. Yeah. And I love that. You just think, right, what am I doing today? And you just go and do it. And that takes a lot of the stress yeah. away as well, of worrying yeah. about whether you're doing the right yeah. thing or not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then the sort of actual performance anxiety on the day, how does that work with you? Do you, do you feel very nervous at the start line or by that time are you in yes, the zone and okay? Yes, I do. No, I, I get very nervous. And you, you look around and you look at the other athletes, the women in my case, and oh, she looks fast. Oh. I mean, for example, yeah. at part run, not a race, but there was a woman the other day and I thought, gosh, she, she looks fast. And she was right at the front. And uh, I thought, she looks about my age. And that really got me worried. Because <laughs> I've got the records for what, 50 and 55, I think, and I thought, oh, Don't want that to go. Yeah. I would be sad if that went. Yeah. But anyway, she, she did beat me, but she was, wasn't in my category. She looked old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we won't mention that. <laughs> she yeah. wasn't a Cambridge person. Ah, she okay. was a part-run tourist. Ah. They're always a threat, though, aren't they? <laughs> it's interesting that you could tell she was quick by looking at her. Yeah. Well, also, if women push themselves near the front, you kind of know they... They're taking, you know, they they're mm. taking it seriously, and the runners that want to do well. Mm. So, in terms of your races, then that you've done over the years, do you want to pick out one or two that are your your highlights, or what you see as your greatest achievements, or ones you've enjoyed the um, most? I think the town and gown, but both of them. The one that was the right length and the one that was slightly <laughs> short. It goes on power of tens, and sure. no one's asking. <laughs> I love that race, and I, although I haven't entered for this year, but I probably will. And then Ipswich Twilight was a race. It's a 5K. And Mary said, oh, let's do this. And Hmm. I think you had to be sub 22 minutes to enter as a woman. Yeah, it's a town centre race. Yeah. Yeah. But we got there and it was Eilish McColgan. I mean, I just thought, Mary, what have you done? What are we doing here? (laughs) And I did, I think I did 1930 or something. And I was fourth from last. I mean, that's how competitive it was. But I, it was such good fun. Yeah. But I wouldn't do it again because I felt... I mean, I had all my, you know, my tracksuit. or well, not tracksuit, but everyone else had the little crop tops and the yeah, yeah, shorts. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I felt so out of place. 
But that's what I, you know, Mary, she said, oh, let's do it. And she doesn't care about that kind of thing. Yeah. And Would you yeah. prefer being a small fish in a big pond, let's call it like that? Yeah. Or, yeah, I, I certainly do. I'd yeah. rather come 20th in a race with great people in it than win a, you know, fun run with nobody in it. Well, yeah, yeah I do quite like winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad I did that. I did enjoy it. And then the other race that I loved was, it was the road relays. So oh, yeah. we did the vet Mary and I won gold at the Eastern Road re- Relays and that it was Bedford Aerodrome and it was blowing a gale oh, okay. like it always does there so how many in the team there? well there were four of us but don't ask me who the other two okay. were because I forgot this is for C&C yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, I, mm, yeah I can't remember who the other two people in the team were that's dreadful anyway we um, I, I ran last in the leg and I suddenly heard this, there was a woman ahead of me, um, and I heard this voice going, come on, Nikki, get that old bird, get that old bird. <laughs> and it was Mary, and she was running after me. And I realised to get gold, I had to overtake this woman. Okay. And it, I, I didn't do a particularly great time, but I just tried, so, no, I did try on that occasion, because yeah. I knew I had to get past her. And I did, so that was fantastic. It's amazing how well. running such an individual sport, but when we do do it as a relay, yeah. it's great, isn't it? yeah. And to get a gold medal that was fantastic yeah. as well. Yeah. And it was still only a little plastic. I'm looking around, I can't see a trophy cabinet. There there is, display, one there's one in there, is there? Full of plastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. So, yeah, that's brilliant. Um, let's, let's say if you turn into the role of advisor now, if there are women 40 plus who want to, who maybe, you know, a medium level of fitness, what advice would you give them to try and up their game, try and get to your sort of times how would you what do you think are the vital or the best steps to take it's interesting you should say that because I have so well quite a few people coming up to me apart from hmm. especially um stories field saying are you Nicola and sort of old women and saying you give us hope and they're oh, sort of in their 40s nice. or late 30s thinking that it's about to be all over right them. and I think it's nice if they can see people like Mary and they can see actually it doesn't all doesn't necessarily all fall apart yeah at all you just keep going is that another element of pressure for you then that you know now you know you're an influencer <laughs> <laughs> yeah because people think oh she's ancient and she's still running those well, no, stones, people but... are looking up to you though you want to set a good example don't you? yeah i mean i do i do think when people in their 40s think get panicky i think don't worry don't worry mm. you know you've still got a lot of time I, I think your VO2 max and things like that don't start really dropping off till you're 60. I think they do drop. They, does they definitely drop, drop but like, not dramatically. Like half a percent. And also, running performance isn't about VO2 max as much as at what percentage of your VO2 max you can keep going. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there, are, there have been great athletes whose VO2 max hasn't been that high, but they've been able to do a 5K at 95% of it. Yeah. You know, so which is the equivalent of doing eighty percent of a higher number, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when these ladies come and talk to you, what kind of things do you? Well, I just, I just say it's just training. I always say to Mm. people, it is just training. Just keep training. Just keep pushing. Yeah. Take little bits off your time each week. Yeah. Change or follow a plan. I mean, I'm a big fan of plans because otherwise I just trot about with the dog every day, and that doesn't. Although actually, I did do that all all through lockdown. My dad actually died and I just spent a lot of time just running mm. because it's, it's a good way to think and relax. Mm. 
And then I did the road relay, the virtual one. Oh, yeah. And it was five miles, and I did it in 32 minutes. And I thought, gosh, I haven't actually done any speed work whatsoever. Mm. And that I was really pleased with that time. Mm. And that's actually what pushed me back into training again. Because I thought, I like just trotting about. This is what I'm going to do now. Yeah. And then you it's interesting it. how you distinguish training and trotting about. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're always enjoying your running, aren't you? I think whether yes. it's training or trotting. Yes. I think that's something. So, when you say training, do you mean as in structured? Yes. Yeah. I mean going to the track. I mean sessions like speed work. Yeah. Hills, push a tempo run. Even I don't mm. do that unless mm. not with the dog anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I've gone. I don't want to tempt fate, but I've gone. Apart from my Achilles, but that's just old injury. I haven't been injured for quite a long time. And I think that's because I used to, every run I did, I used to try and push myself. I'd never just trot. Whereas yeah. now I don't care. I just, you know, I'll stop, I'll start again. I'll, I, yeah. I just take it really easy on most of my runs. And I think that's probably good for my age. Yeah, yeah. And is running something, regardless of the type of session, do you always look forward to it or do you sometimes dread it? Uh, in winter, some of the... Because I start work at 8.30, so right. I, to run the dog in the depths of winter, getting up at 6 and it's dark and it's freezing. But once yeah. I'm out, I'm it's happy. always good, isn't always. it? You never regret going for a run, Never, no. never. Not once in my whole life. Except, <laughs> except <laughs> a few weeks ago I went out and it... I thought it was about 10 degrees and it wasn't. I think my, my phone hadn't rebooted okay. and it tipped down and I, I absolutely froze. And mm. I, at, when I turned to come back, I thought, I'm actually going to die. I'm not going to make it. And I couldn't get in the front door. Because the hands, my hands are, were Yeah, so I've cold. had that before. Oh, yeah. So that wasn't pleasant. But I was still glad I went once I was back and warmed yeah. up. And it's an anecdote, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's all good conversation. Yeah. Um, right, so let's go to the other extreme. Then. I always ask this, as you probably know. What's your favourite session? If you had to pick a session, what would it be? It was always track. Yeah. I'd never particularly liked doing hill sessions. But I now also like the session that we do on Wednesdays, the Wednesday wind-up. Because cool. it's completely different from the track. It's just... It's just the shorter I know it's not always short reps but no so that's what you say if you had to choose a session it would be short reps would it yes and with changes or would you rather do 12 400s or would you rather have a 2 4 6 8 yeah, 6 4 2 I like it to vary yeah so if you're doing a 4 minute you think well next is 2 minutes and mm. it's, it's just breaking it down for mm. me because I don't like to think of pain going on for a long time <laughs> <laughs> it's a psychological yeah. thing it's why I like loops yeah and l last night on the track was 800s I absolutely love 800s oh interesting so that's, that's says, not that short yeah distance. but I, I do the same pace for all mm. of them anyway mm. so, so for you what's that about three minutes you're doing your 800s or yeah something around about that a bit less maybe. yeah yeah and how many of those did you do then uh, we did four 800s and three 600s okay yeah and Which, when you're doing these sessions, do you, because you say you don't, you're not looking at your watch all the time, do you try and work out with people around you? How, how does your mind work? Are you thinking about the effort level or you, do you try and, how do you I, motivate I, yourself on each rep? I, I try really hard on the track. Mm. Um, and actually, 
with, with the particular group that I was training with, they a lot of fast men, so I was getting left behind, and I find that a little bit demotivating. Mm. But now there's a B group, and so some other people have joined who are more my kind of level. Yeah. And so once again, I find myself really pushing. So I can push myself to the front of the B group, and that keeps me motivated. Whereas when I was coming last in the A group, I wasn't get, I wasn't going quite as fast. So again, I think it's good if you have people usually slightly faster than you that you can chase. Yeah. Um, so we talked earlier about the secrets of your success and perhaps being part of a good training group yeah. is, is one of the things yeah. that's helped. I definitely well. like training with other people. Yeah. I mean, for a long run, I can keep up a much faster speed. If I run with John Anderson sometimes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm not as fast as him. Or Sebastiano. They're mm. just... They'll go sort of 450 pace for 20K. Yeah. I'd never do that now. I used to do that all the time, but I can't do it on my own now. Mm. But with them, I can. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah. So how's 2022 shaping up? Are there any, well, how are you, are you planning on just keep going doing what you, what you normally do with your 5Ks and your town and gown, or is there any extra? I feel element? I should do more, because mm. I'm now at the bottom of my new age category. Okay. If you're going to do something, you, it's best to do yeah, it Yeah, no, first. it's true, actually. Yeah, it's a good... And I was, I was going to try for the England best, but I missed that opportunity, so... I'm sure there maybe must I'll be do... others. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be next year now, though, but I need to keep an eye on that, the qualifying races and things. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not up on these things, but I know there are people in the club who know all about it. Yeah, no, the but last qualifying there definitely race was February. For any event? Well, this was for 10K. For 10K so it's open, there isn't a 5K. Oh, right. So it's 10K half or marathon, and I'm not going to go for them. Hmm. So the 10K hmm. one, I, will, I think I'll do there that must, next year. There must year. be a Veterans World Championship and European Championship. Oh, yes, there are. In fact, um, on the track for 5K. Margaret Phillips, Jonathan's mother, is always trying to get me to go to those because she yeah. got a gold medal. I think she did 3,000 metres. Oh, there you go. But they're, they're always... I don't know, in Melbourne or something. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I can barely make it to Eddington. Or <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do feel that I'm not quite done. But I also Definitely. like just doing a park run once a week. Yeah, and yeah. Trying to keep it under 20. I mean, that's quite a big effort for me. Yeah, so, yeah, it's true, isn't it? When yeah. you get to a certain age, then not getting slower is a massive success, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But then I, I also think... Am I just going to keep doing that until I can no longer do it? It's a funny, it's a funny idea to think, should I quit whilst I'm ahead? Mm. And just, I, who was I talking to? I think it was Sarah Whiteman saying, the park runners who are happiest seem to be the kind of 30, 30 minute park runners. who just do it every week, really yeah. enjoy the run. Yeah. Can probably have a chat as they're doing it. Yeah. Whereas the people on the start line, oh, they're always, they're yeah, looking jostling, yeah, yeah, just yeah. looking really anxious. And I think, yeah. oh, I want to be like the happy ones a bit further back. Yeah. Would you say you're addicted to running? Uh, yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. So if you, for injury reasons, if you go two or three days without being able to run, does that? How does that affect you? Uh, or? I I used to get devastated when I got injured and I had places at the marathon I would be devastated I'd sulk for weeks and I would do other stuff I'd go to the gym and yeah. you know do cycling and I, in fact when what was my injury oh, I had a stress fracture so I cycled to Paris I thought well I'll do something wow. else and that that helped mm, yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like road cycling uh, no. because it's so I got hit by a car in London 
And I just, every time there's a car at a junction, I think, Mm. Gonna, and it's fine if you're just commuting on a, you know, to work. Mm. But on a road bike, you've just got no. Yeah, it's not a safe thing to do. Much no. as I like it, I, you know, I fell off a few weeks ago for oh, absolutely you? no reason. Oh. Just went round a corner and the wheels just went. Yeah. No, still don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, running. Although I've been hit by a van running as well. Oh, before. have you? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Just pulling out of a drive oh, without dear. looking. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's as sports go. I think it's relatively safe. Yeah, I'm much better at wearing night lights and things yeah, now than I used that, to be. You? Yeah, yeah. I think that was CNC that drilled that. There was that awful, dreadful. I think they were oh. older shot. Two young girls that got hit by a driver when right. they were training out with the club. Right. And since then, CNC is like you must wear high vis. Okay. That's how I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And as we're a Cambridge podcast, tell us about your favourite route from home. I mean, you live near the river. What, what would you say is your favourite run by the river? Or yeah, you, yeah, I always tend to follow. I, I like going along the backs and then to Grantchester, especially in summer. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. And if you go at six in the morning, there's no one mm. around. You can do that whole, you can do 12, 15k and not... So really on the path from Newnham down? Yes. Yeah. And you can get follow the river down and then go past Byron's Pond through there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a really nice surface. It's yes. Yeah. A wood chip, which yeah. is really nice to run on. And yeah. then back. I think that's probably my favourite run, actually. Yeah. Here. Yeah, and then you run in Devon. But in Devon, yeah. it's really, really beautiful. You can run on Dartmoor or by the River Dart. My mum lives near a big river. Lovely. That's the, in fact, that's the flat route if you... But you have to go up a couple of hills to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we've, we've, I think we've learned a lot. Is there anything else that I've forgotten or that you want to please, if, we've, if I've missed out any of your achievements that we should have trumpeted a bit more? No, I don't think trumpeting. Anyone else you want to mention? Uh, I mean, you've obviously mentioned myself, Mary, and Sarah Whiteman, other people. Anyone else you wanted to give a special mention to, apart from Idris the dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, just uh, the coaches at CNC and... Uh, people who just give their time to help other people and are so patient mm. and I th- I do think that joining CNC really improved my attitude I, I became a much sort of less not less competitive but less aggressively competitive I think once I joined CNC and I think that's a good thing yeah yeah I think as I said earlier one of the things that comes across is your mixture of laid back and competitive at the same time I think in a way that's quite rare I think there doesn't seem to be that negative stress competition element which I think a lot of runners do have so I think you've definitely got your mental approach spot on for whatever reason I should do by now really I wonder what I'd have been like at 18 dreadful probably yeah yeah Uh, and if people want to see what you're up to, is Strava the best place? Or yes, would you... yes. I mean, I do put most of my runs on Strava, unless I do a really dull one. Yeah. It has to be over 5k, though, if I do less than that. Oh, really? Yeah. I think, well, that's, people will be bored by that. And you're Nicola McBride, are you on Strava? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, you're obviously an influencer, because people are coming up to you all the time. Any, any other social media platforms that you appear on that you'd like people to see you on or not? Is that um, I don't really... I use Facebook a bit, but really only for, because of C&C and all yeah. of the various things, the training. I'm not really, I don't use social media that much really other than that. 
Have you ever tried a park run with the dog to drag you around? Well, the problem with Idris is he gets very overexcited and starts nipping people. Okay. So I, I thought I might be banned for life. <laughs> right, right. Him. I'm tempted to try Wimpole. Yeah. But actually someone was saying that they're about to stop running with dogs on harnesses at park runs. Oh, really? So there's a bit of an yeah. outcry about that. Yeah. But, really. but I, I, I made the point that actually it all goes on power, power of 10. So you see some... I got overtaken by a woman with a Springer last week. Yeah. I mean, it's not a race. It shouldn't matter, but... Yeah, if it goes on there, it does, doesn't it? It gives a false impression, doesn't it? But apparently, if you come high up, it goes on as part run with a dog or something. I don't know. I don't know how, but... (laughs) If you admit to it, yeah, yeah. But it's more... The prams are more dangerous, I think. I mean, the amount of times I've nearly been taken out by... (laughs) A buggy, you say now, pram, that dates right. me, doesn't it? Yeah, a perambulator. <laughs> a yeah. perambulator. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, brilliant. So, Friday day, park run tomorrow? Yes, I yeah. think so. Excellent. Although so, we'll, uh, we, we won't, yeah, I don't know if the podcast will be out by then, so we, you don't feel any extra pressure from that. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Well, it's been great well, chatting well, and, and good me. luck thank with everything. Thanks. Brilliant. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to Nicola as much as I did. Many thanks to her and to her dog Idris, who kept quiet throughout the interview. Great work, Idris. Uh, We'll be back very soon with another interview, another episode. In the meantime, please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify, whatever your listening platform is. Uh, Until next time, keep enduring.